Hello, everyone. My name is Rory Paquette. I am the host of the hit podcast, Power Man. And today we're doing something a little different. Uh, we are initializing uh, our, uh, you know, I guess, starting up our process of putting these um, these podcasts on YouTube and on Rumble uh, while we're doing them for uh, right here in the studio for our podcasting audience. So if you folks are watching this on YouTube or Rumble, welcome. Uh, this is how we're going to do our regular podcast from now on, I hope, God willing, as long as everything works out the way uh, the way I'm hoping it will. Lately, that has not been the case. Um, I tried to do some uh, some internet uh, Instagram lives, and uh, I got some help from a colleague of mine, Alan Donovan, who you know does it that way. I thought that I could you know do it that way and then transfer them over to podcast format and things like that. I'm just simply not as tax heavy as that guy. That guy knows what he's doing. He's got a heck of a setup. I tried it and boy, it looked like the bad news bears meet, you know, technology. It was just ugly. Um, you know, viruses on the computer and downloads that went awry and things crashing, you know, the internet just basically bugging out. It was bad. <laughs> so we're going to go back to uh, a little more traditional of, hey, this is how this 52-year-old guy knows how to do things and hopefully continue to bring you um, excellent content uh, that we work on very hard over here at Power of Man. I really appreciate all of you being here. And um, if any of you have any comments, questions, concerns, you want to tell us what you think of the YouTube videos, of the Rumble videos, of our regular podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. Uh, either leave a message on one of those platforms or let us know through our Instagram handle. We are at power of man podcast all one word at power of man podcast all one word so just uh let us know there you know and i'd love to hear anybody's comment good or bad no matter what it is feedback helps us grow so um as we get started those of you who are followers of the program know that i need to get going with a sip of my favorite beverage <clears throat> oh yeah that is some absolutely fine and delicious Freedom Hill coffee for you right there. Uh, they do uh, excellent coffee. It's just rich and delicious. Uh, heats up beautifully. And um, yeah, flavor and aroma, second to none. Absolutely love it. It's one of my favorites. And I hope that you guys check them out on Instagram, at Freedom Hill Coffee, all one word. Uh, they do a good job, and they do good things while they're doing a good job. A portion of all the proceeds goes to help veterans. In that vein... Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble today, uh, you can see the shirt that I'm wearing in studio. Let's give you guys a quick look. Yeah, it's, it says Until Valhalla. It's one of their uh, older ones, but um, it's the Till Valhalla Project. And uh, these guys honor fallen soldiers. They uh, you know, put together plaques for their families. They uh, put money towards fighting veteran suicide with their 22-a-day initiative and program. They recently have donated, uh, it was over a million dollars. I don't know the exact numbers, but uh, to um, to helping end that and um, talk about doing things the right way, they, they actually do. And it's a, a heck of a program that I am hugely supportive of. Uh, it's the reason that I buy their gear uh, in addition to some of the other stuff that I, I do purchase. Um, you guys should check them out. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram and just look them up, Till Valhalla Project. And you will uh, not be sorry. It's definitely a cause worth worth uh, supporting. <clears throat> I'm hopeful that we have um, you know that group of people on our podcast sometime soon, and uh, hopefully we will. So back to the order of the day. Um, 
a ton has happened here recently. And I think that I, I start a lot of podcasts that way because life moves so fast. And, you know, when you're a, a struggling father, struggling husband, and you're doing your best to be the best man that you can be, best father that you can be, best husband you can be, you run into a roadblock every five minutes. And we all know it. Um, if you're not one, if you're not a struggling father or husband, you probably can't even imagine um, what it's like trying to go through that. But um, as we're going through our days, as we are fighting the fight that each one of us is, is taking on, there are things that come up. There are things that we encounter that I like to try to um, convey to you guys how either I've handled it successfully in the past, or I've heard other people handle it successfully in the past, um, because we're all about helping here. The point to this program is to, you know, help to uplift. And, you know, I know that we got a little bit away from that uh, a while ago, but, you know, right now we really are refocused on, on that. The, uh, one of the things that's happened, you know, I told you guys about it a few episodes ago was, you know, my, my reconnection with God. And, um, you know, I, I can't hide that. I can't pretend that it didn't happen and I can't just gloss over it and keep on doing things the way I used to do them. It has to be a part of everything I'm doing moving forward. And one of the things I want to talk to you about today, um, has a little bit to do with that, with the things that I've encountered recently and some things I've heard. Um, you know, a, a pastor that I follow that, uh, you know, has, has helped me accomplish some, some very big things here. Uh, recently, he he threw this quote out there in some other context, and it just stuck with me as to how much it applies to all the things that I talk about here on The Power of Man and the things that go on in life. I even used it with my son the other day. Um, God doesn't call those that are equipped. God equips those that he calls. And I'm not trying to get into a sermon right now. I just want to use that quote today to talk about some things that we've talked about before in the power man and talk about how they kind of relate. I talked before about how I felt like I had been called to do certain things in my life. I've been called for instance, to have my children. I definitely have been called to be a father. Um, it's been the most important thing in my life for decades to be a father to my three kids and to pour every ounce that I had into the three of them to try to help them all become the best people they could be, to have every advantage they could possibly have so that every opportunity would be open to them and they wouldn't have uh, the hardships that I had growing up. Um, I learned about 10 years ago that it wasn't about providing them things necessarily. It was about providing them education and time and an investment of myself and my heart and my soul. And as I've gone down that path, there's no doubt in my mind, especially now, that I was actually called to do that. It was something that I could not have ignored or gotten away from if I had wanted to try. And of course, I've never wanted to try. 
um, I feel as though I had been called to coach. And I spent 15 years of my life doing just that with all three of my children and with, you know, their friends and neighbors and, and, uh, you know, families that entrusted me with their sons. And, um, that's something, those are some of the best times of my life. Those are some of the best lessons I've ever taught anyone and some of the best lessons I've ever learned myself. And so looking back on it, um, and especially now with so many of my players being, you know, grown men, <laughs> And reconnecting with me later on, you know, whether they're, you know, mechanics or they're on cap camping trips or they're doctors or they're, you know, in the Navy, uh, they're building their own businesses, being entrepreneurs, they're traveling the globe, uh, they're meeting wonderful people and getting married and starting families, you know, they're winning events uh, and, and still playing sports. I have so many. Um, fantastic young men that I've been able to, you know, influence and assist that I know, I know that I was called to do that. And the way I ended the podcast previously, when we were talking about this was I also believed when I started this, that I was called to do this. I believed that I was called to, to do this program, to put this out there to offer up a lot of the things that have hurt me, derailed me, um, you know, crushed my, my family, my future, my, my career. I mean, whatever it was and share those things so that other men, other husbands, other fathers who were fighting the same battles, who were fighting similar demons would know that they weren't alone. They would know that there was someone else out there that was fighting the same fight and had found a way to come out the other end. You know, when you go through the wall, you're always going to get bloody. But when you can learn from the guys who went through the wall before you, you're still going to get bloody, but you're going to get a little less bloody. Nothing that I tell anybody on this program can make their lives easy. Being a father is not easy. Being a husband's not easy. It takes a commitment and a dedication that if you're not ready to give it, life will break you on it. So nothing that I can do can make that disappear. But what I can do is I can be that voice that speaks to you when you are being dashed on the rocks over and over by the waves that seem to never end. And you're trying to make that decision. Do I keep on going? Or do I just say, I've had enough? Because you know what? A lot of us have been there and I'm one of them. And I want all of you guys out there to know that it is never, ever okay to say I've had enough and to give up. And that's the whole point to what we're doing here. So all that being said, I do believe that I was called to do this. Now, until recently, I didn't really fully know how or why or to what extent or to what method, to what final purpose 
I only saw the surface. And what I understand now is a lot different. I understand now that my calling isn't just this, that this is a part of something much bigger. And while it's incredibly important um, to the work that I'm doing, it is a piece of the puzzle. And so one of the things, when I heard that quote um, from Jared Samuel, I heard that quote. And the more I thought about it and the more I, I sort of put it into context, I said, you know, I don't know if the problem is that guys don't know what to do when they're called. I think that a huge part of the problem might be that guys don't know they're being called. If you're anything like me and you've held uh, God off at a distance, um, at an arm's length, so to speak, for any period of time, if you've resisted that kind of connection, if you've um, you know, had so many questions or so many things that you just couldn't quite believe that you simply said, well, I'm not going to be a part of it. And I guess it'll all work out later. If that's been your attitude up until now, then I understand you completely. Because until recently, that was exactly my attitude. Um, that's, that's exactly how I felt. And that was how I acted and proceeded on a regular basis. Moving forward, I have a much greater understanding of the whole thing now. And I'd like to kind of share that with you guys today. Um, there are a lot of misconceptions about being called, okay? And uh, I think people are so institutionalized through Hollywood and so on and so forth that they think of, you know, being called, being summoned to a calling uh, it requires a whole lot of theater. I think that they they believe that it requires um, trumpets and a harp playing and wings and some smoke and uh, maybe some big white columns and a pearly gate. Yeah, no, that's not it. Um. When you're being called, you may not even know it. It might be so subtle that you miss it. And there are three things that I want to point out about being called that I think if we all just keep in mind, then when our calling happens, or if it has already happened, then we're going to be able to go back and look at it and realize it, or we're going to be able to recognize it moving forward. Okay. So the three things that I want to talk about are number one, whoops, <laughs> for those of you on TV, I just hit the table and you know, shook everything up on my uh, YouTube and, and uh, rumble feed. Sorry about that. We're, this is our first time we're working on it. Um, the first of which is that it's not pomp and circumstance. It's not the harp. Okay. The first thing about being called is there's no show. There's no theater. You're going to know it. You're going to feel it. It's going to happen inside of you. There's going to be some sort of an awakening. There's going to be uh, you noticing something you haven't noticed before. There's going to be a moment where you stop and you realize something's just different. Um, 
in order to feel that, in order to recognize it when it comes, you need to you need to be in tune. You need to be paying attention and you need to be looking for it. Now, chances are you've been called and you missed it. And I, you know, don't don't despair about that because very often you get called more than once. Okay. Uh, God knows that we're not always paying attention. And so sometimes I think, you know, especially people like me, we have to be hit in the head three, four, maybe five times. And sometimes it has to be something really drastic to get our attention. And with me, that's what happened. With me, that's exactly what happened. It was something drastic. And after I figured it all out and found out what happened and, and really felt it, uh, I looked back and said, hmm, <laughs> I've been told this 10 or 11 times and I've ignored it. So um, that's the first thing, all right, is that it's not going to be a big theatrical production. It's going to be something you're going to have to notice. The second thing that I want to point out is that it's not permanent. It's not a permanent change. It's not, this is how you're going to be for the rest of your life. It's not being called to be a nun or to be a priest or something. Um, you can be called for any number of things. And it can be a small calling that is intended to set you up for your true purpose. Not everybody's ready. You know, the things that I'm being called for today that I'm now seeing, the bigger picture that I'm being called to put together would never have been possible without 50 episodes of Power of Man, without all of the the wonderful, amazing people that I've come in contact with through Power of Man. Learning how to podcast through Power of Man. And so while I do feel I was called to do Power of Man, and I'm going to continue doing it, I also know that it was, in addition to being its own project, it was also a step to get to another purpose. So when you feel like you're being called, it doesn't mean that your life's going to change. You have to quit your job and, you know, go off to, you know, some Tibetan retreat, you know, and, and wear robes and, you know, put flowers on your head. It could be something as simple as, hey, I really want you to pay attention to this. I want you to pay attention to that. So that's the second thing. As we move through this quickly, here's the third thing that I think you have to realize. You have to look for it in the small gaps, in the details. You've got to look for it in places that you're not used to looking. You have to look for it in the unknown and in the unexpected. Look for it in places where, you know, weird things happen like, um, I wasn't even going to be in that spot. I was planning on leaving that meeting. I don't really even know why I hung around for another half an hour. And then I met this person. And that's where I want to insert my story. Um, before I do that, uh, if you're hearing my phone dinging and going off in the background, I certainly apologize. I normally turn it off before we do these, but um, I'm unfortunately waiting to hear from my, uh, my son to make sure he's okay. And uh, if he needs something from me, I'm going to 
pause the podcast and go take that call. <laughs> so um, I hope that you guys are okay with that and you can pardon the interruptions. Uh, and I promise from here on out, I'll, I'll have that thing turned down. But you may hear some of those in the background. So, you know, please bear with me and, and understand the circumstances. But back to my story. Um, you know, my son was uh, recently vacationing down in Florida and he's a discus thrower in case you, you know, haven't heard that already on the program. And he, uh, in the middle of his vacation, he brought his discus, you know, uh, cause it's, it's in season and he's down there and, and he goes out and finds a high school and finds a discus pad to throw on and does workout. And he goes through his motions and he gets in his reps and he's, you know, feeling pretty good. Um, and he gets it done. And he basically says to himself, all right, I did what I needed to do. I'm going to pack it up and I'm going to leave. For some reason, he is enjoying the, the weather. He hangs out there on the pad for a little while. And, uh, you know, he's on his phone, you know, returning some messages. He could have gotten in the car and left and done that. He chose to sit there on the pad, enjoying the sun, and just keep doing what he's doing. Then he said, you know, maybe I'll throw one or two more. And that wasn't part of the program. He had no real reason to be sitting there throwing one or two more. And as he did, he was just kind of walking slow, taking his time. The bottom line is there was a whole litany of things that he normally would not have done because he's a very efficient dude um, that led him to be there about 40 minutes after his session ended. He shouldn't have been there. Normally, he wouldn't have been there. But 10 or 11 different things happened that were way out of the ordinary that led to him being in that spot. And the reason that's important is because that's when this guy that he had never met happened to walk by. And this guy was, uh, he's jacked, really built. Um, he said, you know, hey, you, you throw for, for the school? And he's like, no, you know, I, I live in Indiana and, you know, I do this and this. And I struck up a conversation and turns out this guy is a discus thrower and is a wounded warrior and is competing in the wounded warrior competition, throwing the discus and is incredible at it in addition to being huge. And he says, you know, Hey, I know a little something about it. You know, if you mind throwing a few, let me just see what you got. And my son throws a couple and he says like, you know, wow, that's, that's good. You know, have you ever tried this or this long story short, he gives him a couple of pointers, a couple of things that he had never tried before. My son listens, he tries them, he does them. And that disc flies further than he's ever thrown. it. He comes back home. He has these new tips. He has these new things. And he's like, dad, I don't even know what to say to this. And out of nowhere, he says, it's like divine intervention or something. That's my wife's influence right there. Because while I have held God out at the end of my arm uh, from being in my life, my wife has fought tooth and nail to make sure that God has been a part of her life and has been at least a small part in the lives of my, my boys. And to that, I owe her a great debt because he recognized what I now know. And that is that 
God sent that guy to him. You come to find out that wasn't a way that guy was even going to go that day. Uh, Something happened that made him go a different way to where he was going. And he happened to walk by Mike, who happened to be sitting there. Now, you can look at this and you can say, hey, this is all just coincidence. You're just adding, you know, meaning behind stuff that's just purely coincidental. When purely coincidental things happen, totally independent of one another, and they are all very, very positive for everyone involved, I don't believe it's coincidence anymore. Sorry. Now, you can. Absolutely. And if you do, I I respect your opinion. I don't. I absolutely believe that some of these things in our lives happen for a reason. And I also believe that if we aren't looking for them, then we don't recognize them when they happen. Just like my son could have blown that off and said, yeah, it was so cool. I met this guy. He really looked at the whole situation and really checked, you know, all the boxes and said, what led me to this? What led that guy here? How did this work? Here's this. How did that? None of this ever should have happened. Maybe I should listen. That's how you find your calling. That's how you know when you're being called. You pay attention to the details. You look for evidence in the gaps. And when you find it, you take a leap and you believe it. The reason I tell you guys this today is because I think it, uh, well, number one, you know, it, it, it all happened fresh. And I like to share those things with you guys before they go dull in my mind. You know, I am 52, so I may not remember it that well next week, <clears throat> but in all seriousness, the, uh, so many of us have all these things we want to do with our lives, all of these things that we want to try, uh, a way to make things better, a way to make things, uh, you know, improve things for our family, do a side hustle, do a second job, uh, go get that first job that we've always wanted, but we don't think we're good enough. You know, whatever it might be, I want to be built like this, but I'm afraid I can't. I, I want to, you know, lose this weight and feel this great. There's so many things out there that we all think about every day. And all we want to do is go try them and start them and, and, and get them rolling. If you want something that bad, if you're feeling that passionate about it, you might be being called to do it. Listen. Pay attention. Where is that coming from? You think somewhere in your heart, you just developed a passion you know nothing about for something that you know nothing about that, that you have no experience doing and the universe just said, yeah, sure. When I decided I wanted to do the power of man, the name came to me immediately. The podcasting came to me immediately. I said, this is exactly what I want to do. And then I froze and then I stopped. And then I let the paralysis of analysis take me over and I stopped in my tracks. Why? Because I didn't believe in myself. Because I didn't believe I was being called. I just thought it was a random thought that, you know, I couldn't get out of my head. A random thought you can't get out of your head might be a calling. Wake up. 
Wake yourself up. Give it a good shake. Get yourself going. Pay attention to the world around you and within you. Because you know what? You may hear a whole heck of a lot more than you thought you were going to hear. Do it. Every single time I do a podcast, I end it by telling you guys, you're worth it. And you got to believe it. Today, just today, if not any other time, just today. Believe it. You're worth it. You are worth being called. And chances are, you have been. Whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever's taken over your mind, your heart, your soul, do not turn a deaf ear to that. That's a message from somewhere. Listen, listen, listen to what's going on in your own mind, in your own heart, in your own soul. You are worth it. And if you never have before, then today, believe it. Until next time.